seems to me that the bigger it gets, the less interesting it is. So, like, professional football holds absolutely no interest for me at all. But middle school football is a lot of fun. Really? Yeah. I'm, You know, I can't say I've ever been to a middle school football game. Oh, I'm going to take you to one. <laughs> but, see, but you're not going to let your kids play no. football at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> like no. the episode, that episode of Blackish. Exactly. And we're just like, like that. Finally, I got a football player. No, I don't want you to get hurt. No, I don't want my kid to have a concussion. All right. So, is this thing going to have an intro? Are we going to say, you know, hey, different world, same couch? My name is Noble. I'm Kristen. All right. And I've started recording. All right. We're on. We are on. See, you fooled me. You didn't want to make me nervous. Not at all. I th- th- you see how I did that, and uh-huh. I didn't get. I didn't catch you say anything sketchy. You weren't talking shit about people. <laughs> That's the fun part. I Yet. let it breathe. I mean, uh, and this is episode zero. We're starting like because we're both kind of bitten, bitten. Her. I'm about the comic books, and she is too. So episode zero, the or mm, for yes. some people, the pilot, and we'll see where this goes. Mm. Um, and just random, random thoughts and conversations, topical things. Yeah. Whatever. A stream of conscious. You know, I. Do you want to talk about why we decided to do this, or where it came from, or? I where think we that... should. We could just go into it. I mean, th- I guess that could be in the bio if people read bios. Yeah. Okay. About why, but, uh, but go ahead. Speak. Go ahead and say why. Why not? This is episode zero. This All is the, right. or, the origin. The, the origin story of where this came from. Well, I I think what we started out doing and it just became kind of our thing that we do over breakfast or in the car when we're going somewhere if we're not listening to music we're listening to the news or we're listening to a podcast and it seems that we can't ever get through a story without having to hit the pause button to talk to talk about it and I started noticing that based on your experiences and your worldview and your life growing up and based on mine that we approach these different stories with two really different perspectives. I think one of my favorite things, not even the news, I think one of my favorite, when I really noticed it was uh, watching the movie, come on, why did they, why did um, Regina King, um, the movie based on the James Baldwin book, oh, If Beale Street Could Talk. Yeah, there yeah, we yeah. go. Yes. After watching If Beale Street Could Talk, and we totally saw that movie so, so different. Different, and and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna laugh at me now. All right, okay. It's still fun. It's still we're, we're gonna we we have some topical things that we want to talk about, but yeah. now we're yeah. here now. Okay, now let's talk about Bill Street. One of my and it's you 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 folks had to have seen if you didn't see this movie last year, you missed out. I mean, you should be able to stream it somewhere somehow at this point. It's got to be out. Rent it. Steal it, pirate it, but don't really because we want people to get paid. But it was uh, I when I saw when we saw the movie, we saw the movie together. Yeah, and we were both feel it's funny because Kristen was crying and everything, <laughs> and I'm thinking like, man, she's in love with these characters. Like I'm in love with these characters because there's so, so there's so she's so moved by all this black love that's happening on the screen. And it was beautiful. And Mr. Hygiene, uh, yeah. uh, we, the cat the, is talking, and he decided cat. he wanted to get in. He really loved the characters, too. He loved... So, beautiful characters, yes. and just the love story between those two, and that's what I felt. That's what I saw, and I saw the struggles with the families, and now, 
This cat meows. It's funny. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not pausing. I'm not editing that out. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to pet the cat no, without moving away from the microphone. <laughs> so anyway, we both look at the movie differently because I saw what I saw from it or what I got from it was like, no matter what, love prevailed because they lo- these characters in this family loved each other so much that they were willing to go the extra mile for it was everything. powerful. And that's what I saw. I, I, it's not that I didn't see that, because that was obviously right. a huge part of it, but I think I just kept wanting them to come out on top, and they never did. Like, so. I just, I, I, I was angry. I came out of it, like, just angry. Angry at the system and angry at the police and angry at the lawyers and just angry <laughs> and me myself i was like man even and i'm this is being spoiled uh, for you folks but you should have seen it because it was a great movie even when she went to visit him in jail with their son oh. yeah i'm still like see that's still love man like hey we're going to visit your father in prison took and it's you know you get or at least you assume from that that excuse me they're still in love, and that's what I saw. Like no matter what, that love was still there, even through all the adversity. The love was still there, and basically, that's pretty much what this podcast. Was pretty much, about. yeah, exactly. How both of us, because of our different backgrounds uh, and upbringings in different cultures, and you know, yeah, that idea of how we approach, how we see things, uh, and. Uh, and seeing where we come together on those, I guess. Yeah, and 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 not like in a luxury way, but more like, uh, you know, like 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 every single one of us sees the world through our own little window, like a little small window, and when you open yourself up to that opportunity to talk to somebody else and to to look at the world through their window and to see how they see things, then all of a sudden your window gets a little bigger. And you get to see a little more of the world and get to understand a little more of the world. And so hopefully that is something that we can provide to you. So Does that make sense? Yeah. So uh, you want to start off with your thing because we, we both have, I guess, topical things and, and see and like... Cause if you if she had been in the car with me this morning going to work, <laughs> um, we would definitely would have talked about this one. I know we would have uh, talked about it, and I just pulled it up. Um, and if my thing was like, uh, this is the five year anniversary of Eric Garner's death. Yes. And this is what I listened to on uh, the Daily podcast, and they were talking about it. Okay. Um, five years. The uh, and they it was they you know they pretty much did, did like they have you know federal charges or whatever civil rights violations okay. the police officers still they still found him not guilty did they find him not guilty or did they or they, they, they didn't, didn't say, charge they him. didn't charge him that's so what he it never is. even got yeah because it was just gra- it, it was just grand that's right grand jury they didn't even so they were like no crime was committed and like uh, whoever the the attorney general now is like well you know like I saw the video you this man you watch you know but I can't let emotion override the law. So, so this was William Barr, right? He because <laughs> he's the attorney and, general, and we all love him. He's the attorney so general, much, now. yeah. Um, okay. 
And the police officer, and I forgot names, like I said, I'm this is episode zero, so please forgive me. <laughs> but the police officer that had him in the chokehold, which is illegal. Speaking of, and I want to speak on this to my brother's a police officer in Long Beach, California. Okay. He was, uh, at the time when this happened, I always said, every time there was a police shooting, because there was a lot of stuff happening. Sure. Every time one happened, I would hit up my brother in Long Beach. I would text him like, what do you think of this? And how do you see this? It, interestingly enough, his, his take on Mike Brown was like, we don't know what happened. We didn't see, you know, we didn't see. Right. So it's hard for him to call now. Uh, but it, what do you, but what, what could your take possibly be when there was a camera videotaping the whole dang thing? <sighs> this is the, fr- that's like the even more frustrating part because <laughs> he was, you know, he, because I wanted to ask a police officer and he's very blue. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's blue. He, like, like, like back the blue. I don't know if he backs the blue. I don't know if he's got the the flag, the black and white flag with the blue. Yeah. I don't know if, but he. But is, when you say blue, you mean like, like he's not, a very police. He's a, he's a police po- officer. Not, not democratic blue. He's not democratic blue. I, I I I will say he's a police officer. I what he's told me. One thing he told me, he was like, yeah, that's some very racist police. And like, because he's from, Long, he's working in Long Beach, California. Okay. And he said, like, yeah, he's in kind of, he knows. And he was like, yeah, that guy's right. He knows that this stuff, you know, that these people, all these officers are out there. But he sees it more as like individual problems with individual yes. officers and right. not as a problem, like a systemic problem with the police force. Right. And, you know, he's really, really, if you think, and Christian, if you think that I'm, like Mr. Shit Together, which I don't think I am, so not that. You totally but you, have your shit together. You, you, <laughs> I'm faking it, then. I'm, I'm really, You're really doing faking. a great job faking it. Damn it. <laughs> but he's really on the ball with some shit. I'm like, he's got good credit. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, wife, two kids, good credit, nice house in Long Beach. So, he's, so he's, got it, he's checked off all the boxes he's that he's supposed off. to check. Yes. Okay. He's the one in the family that's done all that. Um, but I asked him about, I would ask him about certain cases or whatever. And even when uh, there was the one police officer that went rogue, and I can't remember his name right now, there was a police officer, police officer that went rogue in California, and they hunted him down because he was killing off other police officers. And then they ended up killing him. I'd, we got, we'll look that one up and we yeah, can talk that's about it. Yeah, going to be a whole other story that we're going to have to yeah. go into. So I asked him about Eric Garner. And then, like, he was like, man, that chokehold was illegal. Chokeholds have been illegal for over 20 years. You're not supposed to hold somebody down like right. that. Okay. A- according to what they were saying on the daily, um, that he was, the police officer thought he had him in, like, a seatbelt hold, I guess, of some sort, some sort of hold that they teach in the academy, in the police academy. So which a not around seat in that. So a seatbelt hold would go across your chest? Right. But Eric Garner was, like, 400 pounds. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't, and so when they fell, of course, it was around his neck, and they, you know, and then of course, I, as much as I listen to all kinds of crazy stuff, and I can watch a horror movie and laugh at a horror movie, I don't like to watch actual death, and I don't want to hear. So I really, I didn't want to have to see that video. I saw it, and I was like, I wish I hadn't. I mean, nobody likes to see. I, I don't think. I mean, people who do are sick people but but do we owe it to him to bear witness to that yeah i so he you know he was telling me that that chokehold was like you know like out of everything it was like we we he and i 
we love each other, but we disagree on a lot of shit. Sure. <laughs> so that was the, the whole thing was like, he was like, of him, he was like, man, that chokehold was illegal. That shouldn't have happened. I remember asking about Trayvon. He was like, I don't, you know, we don't know. And was like, which is crazy. Because again, he's taking the whole police officer view on some shit, which is It really, wasn't even a police officer who did that though. It, exactly. So, and now I feel like, like I, I'm bringing this back as I tend to do, but I feel like people regret letting uh, Zimmerman off. You know, because <laughs> Zimmerman's, Zimmerman's done so much crazy shit since Trayvon. So much weird, <laughs> fucked up things. That he should have been put away, but so many times. But it seems like every single time he doesn't yeah. get like nothing can stick to him. He's like a like a Teflon pan. Yeah, but back to the Eric Garner thing. Like, so the police officer, he's still working. They just he just ha- he doesn't have a gun and he sits at a desk, but he's still in the force and they haven't figured out or they're trying to figure out if they're gonna fire him or like if they're gonna dock him vacation pay or it's, it's we- like pay or whatever. It doesn't seem like what you should be getting. Right. And the other police officers were never named that were involved in it. They were never named. And it's kind of a weird thing because they didn't put in the report what happened. It took that if someone hadn't been shooting video of what happened, you know, it would have been just like, oh, we, you know, he was resisting arrest or he died. If nobody, you know, if there wasn't a citizen around and he, videotaping it because they didn't put in a report what actually happened. The reason that he was being harassed by officers anyway was because he was selling cigarettes no 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 it was he had done that in the past oh he he wasn't at that time no he was he had done that in the past he wasn't doing it at that time he was actually trying to break up a fight he was trying to break up he was trying to break up a fight and they saw him there and he was like and you you can hear because they played some of the video and i i hate i mean they played the all you could hear the audio or whatever yeah so not what you want to hear um you know the I can't the famous I can't breathe. You know now infamous rather I can't breathe, and so. We, you know. So they played that, and I'm getting. Let me get back on track. Okay. <laughs> so basically, my whole point is, they would have never, you know, like they wouldn't have like this wouldn't have gotten this much attention, had somebody not been there to videotape everything. The family's still trying to get the police officer fired. They're still protesting and everything. There's, and there's so much... The thing with firing a police officer, if you don't charge them with anything, they can just go over to the next county and get just, hired. Just like the uh, in the case of Tamir Rice, the, that happened. Like The police officer went just like somewhere else to get work somewhere else, and they protested it. I can't remember the outcome of that, but that was one of the other things that happened. Um, that this, you know, like, hey, I got fired here, but I'm going to move over here. So that happened also. But that was my one, that was my story. <laughs> the thing, like the current event that I heard that like kind of got me like, damn it. Like, and out of all this stuff, I mean, Philando, uh, one interesting thing about the uh, Philando Castile thing, like uh, uh-huh. an interesting thing because he was known to try to like buy kids like, uh, lunch or whatever, help yeah. them out. The, the, there was a fund set up in his name and it paid off the debt for every every kid's lunch in the area. I mean, it sucks if somebody had to die for that to happen. Yeah, that never. But also, have. it's a messed up idea that you gotta have a lunch debt. That's <laughs> that's an entirely different that's topic. A, no, which man, 
We can, we can talk about we, that another time. We can go off. You and I know how to go off on tangents. Yeah. So I was, <laughs> but that was, that was my whole thing of, as we were, you know, like I was trying to think of, you know, how I felt and, and where we would go back. And, but I feel like even like there's no different, I mean, like how would, I guess that would be so much a different perspective on, cause we both feel this. I mean, yeah, are, I'm not gonna. I mean, there, there is the idea of why, he, you know, like, why did this one particular like that was because there was a period where so where we saw so much so many black men and we'll say we'll include Sandra Bland yeah yeah black people in general dying at the you know around police officers um and like, go ahead I'm sorry I the list of names when you just you know because it's it's hard almost to keep it's straight because the stories come as soon as you're done hearing about one story, another story would come up and, and you're trying your best not to, to let these names run together, you know? Um, but, but so many of them are so similar. It's just people who are living their lives and then died. (laughs) That was, remember when I went to the uh, black, I went to one of the, 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 I guess one of the first black and brown punk fest in San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. There was this group, and it was a huge. I was telling you about texting you as I was watching, yeah. and they were they had a long set, so I didn't stay for the whole set. But they did a song. You know that one song? Those are people who died. Died. Yeah, yeah. They did a song called "Those Are Black Men Who Died," and oh. they went through all these names. And I'm sitting there like, oh, shit. I know I'm tearing up or choking up over this. Oh, Am I, I probably would have been that. I mean, they were still playing upbeat, but it was like when they start saying the names and it hit you like, man, oh. damn it. You know, um, the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> man. And that was a just you know like, I can't. I feel bad that I don't remember this band's, uh, the band's name at all. I and I'd have to, I could look it up, but I don't want to distract from looking at a device. We, we can figure to talk. that we'll out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But and, and just kind of hard to transition. I guess. What were you? What was your topic? Okay, so I'm going to talk about. Hold on. I, hold on. You're going to have some dead space. No, that's fine. I can feel. I I can feel things. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess I thought I could have felt, felt You know what things. we should do is have some segment um, where we just come back and be like, oh, yeah, the name of that band that we were talking about last time was uh, this. And just have like a... <laughs> I, no, I think I'm with that. I'm actually going to do like actually credit. That, you know, like yeah. you do the actual write-up and you credit just like I've done before with other, you know, like... Uh, Shameless, you know. Yeah. Just go ahead and say, "Hey, uh, shameless self promotion. Save it for the breakdown." Yeah. That podcast. Yeah. But no, uh, yeah, actually, encourage if you're listening, which you may or may not. But I, I need to do that too, so I'll talk about music. Okay. On that one. But okay. Anyway, yeah, we can always credit whoever. Okay. Well, I wanted to talk about Nancy Pelosi. Ooh. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit, but yeah, Yeah, but I thought it was a good conversation then, so I wanted to be able to share it with other people. So the story goes, um, and part of my issue with this story has a lot to do with the way that it's being covered. Okay, but let's tell everybody what what happened with Nancy Pelosi. Okay, so so Nancy Pelosi um, has gotten into this... um, sort of difference of opinion that has spilled over into the public sphere with um, four freshman members of Congress, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York, 
Elon Omar from Minnesota, Rashida Tlaib from Michigan, and um, Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts. And they get referred to a lot as the squad, which really bothers me. Cause and why, and why, did, why would that... Because it... You know, if there's a group of, of male congressmen, you don't ever... They don't give them cutesy nicknames, you know? Like, there's, like, like the Tea Party or whatever, I guess. But, but but those weren't necessarily... That was a group of people that got together. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah but there's, like, the Freedom Caucus and stuff like that. But they, okay. they, just, they just always have more dignified names. And they, they talk about these group of women who are elected officials, <laughs> Congress people, you know? And, and they talk about them like they're a bunch of cheerleaders, and it just bothers me. And even when they were discussing this, this um, disagreement between uh, them and Nancy Pelosi, they kept talking about it like, oh, it's a cat fight. <laughs> you know, they're having a little cat fight. It was just so annoying. But also, when I was trying to talk about this, it's really difficult to come up with, you know, the four freshman members of Congress. You know, it's just, it's a whole lot easier to just be like, the squad... So I get why they do it, but and it, it and is it bothersome. now? Now the other que- the other thing I would wonder or ask is it because I feel like the me- media, I, I guess, are people creating you know not, not creating the news but reporting the news, try to find that catchy phrase for a thing or give get, they tend to give the a certain thing a name. Maybe. And if they were if they're responsible for oh I'm sure they're responsible for know, it. I don't think that they gave themselves that name. I think they've sort of owned it since yeah. then. And they're, you know, like, oh, you can be part of the squad, too. But, you know, it's it just bothered me and, and I, as, I, as the reporting was coming out. So, was, so continue, because there's more. So Yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, you know, Pelosi, uh, basically her, her point of view is that, you know, it's all good and well to have these, you know, really... Um, pure sets of principles and these, you know, super progressive ideological agendas, but that it's just not really realistic. You know, she's been in the game a long time and she understands the reality of the situation, which is that the, you know, Democrats only control the house and they don't control the Senate and they don't control the office of the president. and They don't control the courts really. So they're probably not going to be able to get everything that they want. And so she is not pushing a lot of their agenda that they're, you know, that they came really fully supporting. Um, There's a lot of these like really progressive ideas and these really bold initiatives. And Nancy's just basically been like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. So it all came to a head when the House was trying to pass this emergency spending bill um, to, to, to get some money down to the border for that situation. And it, we can put it, we can talk about that one too at some point. Oh yeah, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's another, that's a whole topic because I'm not, that is more in the situation, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But basically what was happening is they were trying to, um, to get a spending bill to, to cover, you know, food and beds and toothbrushes and all of this stuff for the people down there. And um, the, the bill that the House came up with, the, these four members, these four freshman members weren't really excited about. They didn't like it. And so 
every Democrat voted for it, but they didn't. And I think at this point it was sort of a, just a protest vote that, you know, this doesn't go far enough in our opinion, so we're not going to vote for it. It passed anyway. But when it got to the Senate, it got scrapped, and they sent one back down to the House that was even worse than the first one, and it just kind of all blew up. Um, And they ended up getting real vocal about their disagreements. Uh, Nancy Pelosi went on an interview, and she said, um, and this is a quote, she said, all these people have their public whatever and their Twitter world, but they didn't have any following. They're four people, and that's how many votes they got. So basically saying, you know, it's all well and good that Twitter is backing you, but you don't have the support in Congress to get any of this stuff passed. And they came back and said, you know, this public whatever is public sentiment, and that's why we're here, right? Like, we're here to represent the people, and this is what the people are saying. That's why we're here. So after all of this stuff goes down, Pelosi has this big meeting with the Democratic caucus, and they all get together, and it's closed door, like no press is allowed inside, and she basically just lectures everyone and is like, look, this is the way it is. She kind of, you know, just lays out the, the reality of the situation. Kind of chastising. He's like... Right. <laughs> and it's one of those things where... I don't know if you've ever had this experience at work where, like, one person is doing something that the boss doesn't like, but the boss doesn't want to be confrontational and go to that one person. So instead, everybody gets every, an email or everybody gets a Every memo. job I've ever had. Yeah. Basically, every job I've ever had in the, yeah. in the corporate world, and you remember, I work for the big. I work for three big corporations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same here. It seems like every job I've had, and instead of going to like the one person and being like, "Hey, don't do that," you know, or sitting down with that one person and having a conversation, instead they just have this whole conversation with everybody. But regardless of that, these four felt like they were being singled out, and. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez took to uh, the Washington Post and said that they felt targeted and that they felt that Nancy Pelosi was going out of her way to silence these women of color. And it turned into this entire other issue, like, and that was the point, because you and I were talking about this, where I was had to hit the pause button and look at you <laughs> and say, do, do you think that Nancy Pelosi's racist? No, th- and this is what <laughs> I say. <laughs> I think, and uh, I feel like, I'm just moving my close, little closer. Sure. But I feel like a lot of people, like, Race calling a white person racist is new R word. Mm-hmm. One, mm-hmm. no, test it out if you want to call a white person racist, just to see how they react. <laughs> see, they might throw chapstick. See at you. how they react. Yes. <laughs> see how they react when just when you hint that they're being racist. It's all the, the defenses. The idea, what I feel like a lot of white people feel like is, 
when you call them racist, I, you know, they feel like you're calling them the sheet wearing, cross burning, you know, goose stepping, swastika wearing kind of person, which that's a thing, obviously. But I think there are these, I would like to call it unintentional racism. Okay. <laughs> accidental racism? Not, not accidental racism, but unintentional, wherein like, like things that like, hold down or kind of hold down our policies or things that kind of like help minorities down to a point and that like white people benefit from, but they just don't realize it or so it's, it's kind of, it's like, I'm not going out of my way to put my boot on your neck, but, but I'm not doing anything to take to it off. Take it off. Basically. Okay. That's what I feel like a lot of it is. And, you know, just not so much that, like, she's, like, saying, like, you know, she's calling these women out of their race, but it's still just some practices of, like, if there were, would it be di- any different? Because there were a lot of women that did get in the, uh, sure, to yeah. Congress recently, or this, the House more specifically. A lot of women got in. I don't I don't know what the percentage was. That it was way. a whole bunch. If there were a lot of white women that got in. If there were, if there was a squad of white women, would they get the same reaction? Would that, would they, would the, if we we could ask if that would that would would that be Nancy's response, and or, or would everybody be like, oh look at how bold these women are, for doing this? Now again, this is now folks, this is where <laughs> here it lies. If you right. haven't figured it out, that this, so. I'm a black man and, and Kristen's a white woman. If you haven't figured this out. <laughs> And this is where we were talking about, hey, different world, same couch. If right. But the um, would would the re- and I'm just questioning because I don't know. And it's it's like when see we're raising these questions because we kind of don't know. Would the re- do you think? And it's not even anything. I don't think anybody could clearly answer. But it's just like kind of well, hypothetical thing. Well, and would, I think would the would the country would Nancy's uh, reaction be the same? Or, and would the country's reaction be the same? I think the scenario is that these four, their ideas are more progressive and more radical than the ideas that some of the other members that, you know, we swung a whole lot of districts in our direction and that's how we won the house. But those districts weren't necessarily strongly blue districts. You know, there's a lot of moderates that just kind of got sick of what they had and made that switch over to a blue candidate, but they weren't necessarily, you know, super progressive candidates and they won their districts by being moderate. And so I think Nancy Pelosi's concern is that if she allows under her leadership, if she allows these four to take the party in a really strong left way, if they're going to end up losing those moderate voters, I say this sort of being a devil's advocate because I tend to think that it needs to swing a little further left. All right. So I'm just sort of trying to to step into her shoes and to see where she's coming from here. Um, But I think what you're saying is and correct me if I'm not hearing this right. Not a problem. But, but what you're saying is, like, what's the point of winning the House if we're going to be too scared to do anything? And that if the Democrats in charge 
are going to be too afraid to piss off moderate voters by making any real change, why should the people who are going to be helped by these progressive policies vote that's, in this direction? See, that's... That's a great because one thing we forget, like I think a lot of people forget this idea that, well, see, Republicans would definitely do that. Democrats don't do that right off. Like Republicans were like, hey, we got this vote, we're gonna go this way. Um, Democrats try to always seem to always seem to try to meet in the middle. <laughs> always try to yeah. please, they try to please everybody. Um, with politics in general, I really people forget this one thing. They work. Politicians work for us. And I feel they should. They should theoretically. If you you sh a politician should represent their district. So I think that could possibly be what Nancy's worried about. Like, hey, these moderate, you know, like, hey, this Democrat represents a mix of people, right? So and they work for them, and we might lose that vote next time, and because and next year that there's, there's going to be some seats up again. And if and if enough, so, yeah. So the other, but the other thing is, if we spend all of our time trying to appease moderate voters. Like, <laughs> I, I, how I, are we ever going to accomplish anything? I understand. <laughs> it just, it's frustrating. But to, to, to bring it along, though, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the president. Uh, not, oh, I, don't, I, hate, yeah. I hate, I don't want to say my president or oh, I just, that's yeah. what I'm saying, the president. Well, I didn't my, vote for him. But, and it, it, but he is the president. Yeah. So, Put what? Putin's president. At any rate, talk about how he, how he tagged. Oh yeah, on. well yeah. So he <laughs> he latched on. So as some of y'all may know, right now, the president is involved in yet another sex scandal. That well, that went way away. I I was expecting. Yeah, no, but well, I'm taking it back a little bit. I'm taking it back. I'm giving you some some background information. So that's all everybody had been talking about, right? Was 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 Epstein and and the connection between them and and his Epstein's new charges and Trump was trying to distance himself, like, oh, I never even knew the guy, yeah. even though he totally did. Um, so he saw this situation and he latched onto it as he does. And it was like, I'm going to fan the flames of this and everyone will stop talking about that. So he get, takes to Twitter and he basically refers to these progressive Democrats. Um, he didn't name any names, but everybody knew who he was talking about. It was these four. And he said that they could go back to their countries. Which is funny because Cortez, Ocasio is from New York, so she is trying to... And they're all, I mean, they're all Americans. One. They're all Americans. Um, uh, one of them is from, from Somalia, Somalia originally, yeah. but she came here as a teenager with her family, and she's an American citizen. And she got voted in, so yeah, she's a citizen, and she's voted in, she represents her... I, and the entire premise behind, like, oh, you can't complain about the country or you should get out. This country was built on complaints. <laughs> like, isn't that what he's doing? What didn't, like, didn't he run on complaining complaints. about the country? And he complained com about, like, yeah. hey, show your birth certificate. Uh, 
She started out with that. He started, which was, he started way before, like during Obama, you think about it, he started way back then. And the thing is, he has, like, he doubles down. Anytime anybody, and I don't know why people give him so many chances, but anytime they're like, do you want to clarify that statement? Because some people think it might be kind of racist. And he just doubles down on it every time. He's like, no, they don't like her here. They can get out. And I think <laughs> I think one of the main uh, things that we can take from this is that he has no problem being known as a racist or being referred to as a racist or being called a racist, but he does have a problem with being called a rapist. Mm-hmm. He would rather distract from that by t- having everybody talk about this because this fires up his base. His approval rating went up after that. Really? His approval rating went up. Wow. Yeah. I, but how... I, I, I'm, at a, I'm always at a loss because... <laughs> I'm always at a loss. Like, nobody wanted Obama to be in because he doesn't have enough experience. He doesn't have this. He's not. It, I, it's, I'm going to always make these awkward pauses. Yeah, it's okay. It's, frustrating. it's just. It's always, always frustrating. So. There's this. I know. The, the, yes. Yes. you are about to hear are true. MC's names have been changed to protect the innocent. The innocent. situated on it and finding that sweet spot in the comfort zone trying to find support when doing this well again you also have to lean forward yeah i gotta lean forward because i gotta push buttons and but man laying down on it oh it's a nice napping couch it is the greatest napping couch and you it will suck you in and you'll just be I, i can't nap anywhere else except that couch really no if i try to take a nap any other place man i just stare at the ceiling and end up flipping through Twitter. I, I, I man, I, I'll, I'll start, I've started so many comic books and not finished them and had to finish them later. <laughs> started so many TV shows on this ugly couch. So comfortable. All right. So uh, you had a, you had a thing you wanted to, t- another I, thing then. This I isn't did. political okay. at all. This yeah, is no, just, this is, these are, these are just <laughs> things that come up in our daily lives that we're going to tell you about. And this one, what I wanted to talk about and it just went away here, was something I found on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And um, this guy sent out this tweet, and it is how to keep a man in six simple steps. And I wanted to share this with you, Noble. All right. And I, 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 you did share it with me, and I, you saw my yeah, reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm pulling. You know what? We're going to talk do that, about it. I'm going to pull up. Some of that might be. I'm pulling up my DMs, mm-hmm. and we're not going to go into all of them. Yeah. But yeah. I'm pulling up the DMs anyway. Okay. So. Because you sent it to me angry. Oh, I was. I was like, look at this. And I was. I just laughed. So 
also, to, before we get to that thing, since we're in the DMs, I just looked at the last one. Don't knock the UT thing for you. <laughs> just just <laughs> encouraging. Yeah. Don't knock the UT thing because maybe who, that that could be you. I could, if, I, could, I could go to UT. If that, not Gigi, you, you, and maybe your kids in the future. And this. Uh, oh yeah. So so for those of y'all who don't know what we're talking about. All right. Um, uh, UT. I, the, I, the University of Texas, Texas has announced it will be offering full tuition scholarships to in-state undergrads whose families make sixty-five thousand or less per year. The program is slated to begin in the fall of twenty twenty. And this was from NPR on Twitter. So, uh, we're poor people. Yes. And I just, just so Kristen, just you, you maybe in the future, by the time the other ones get to go, you might be making more. We hope that you're making more. Maybe we, we hope, but for now, yeah. Hey, you got one that should be going to school and yourself. I don't know. If, and I wonder if self is included in that. See, but. I wonder because my mother makes less than that. <laughs> <laughs> Do they count your See? own parents? If you're a, Grown ass adult. Don't don't knock it. So <laughs> to go talk to somebody. All right, and okay. I'm just oh here we go. I, I found right. I found the ones. All right, all right. How to keep a man in six simple steps. One, learn how to cook amazing dishes. So let me tell y'all about uh, when I decided to make spaghetti. <laughs> so he came over and you know spaghetti it's not hard right like you boil some noodles and you put some sauce on it it's it's really a very easy thing to do um but my oldest daughter had come home from college and she was was sort of this was the first time that noble was going to meet her and I was a little stressed out about that. I, I, I didn't. I still. I still don't to this day. I get. Well, I. I kind of do. <laughs> you don't know. I kind of do now. But even then, I thought it was just funny. The whole thing was funny. He was amused. I, but, I was stressed. But you have to understand. For a lot of you to get that, you'd have to understand her daughter Gigi. Gigi is a great kid. She, honestly, she is. She's, she's a great kid. Smart and funny. Um, she's a little weird. She she doesn't listen to punk rock, but she's the most punk rock. She has the people. soul she of has, a punk rocker. She definitely. just doesn't have the ears of a punk rocker. <laughs> definitely, because she, she doesn't want to listen to it. But she's also she's she's um, she's very headstrong and always has been, and she likes to give me shit. Also, she thinks that that's hilarious. And this was her first time meeting Noble. And it was her time to shine. But again, every way she tried to come at me. Oh, she was grilling you. And I was so, and so I was trying to, to cook, whole, but I was like I'm, distracted by what was going on over here and like overhearing these conversations. And, and the whole, while you were worried about it, I'm like, I got this. I'm not worried about this kid. Oh, I should have had more faith in you. Yes, you should have. I'm not worried about this kid. <laughs> I'm gr- I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> but, the, but the point of all this was that I served up this meal to this man with crunchy noodles, just not even cooked. Oh man, it was bad, y'all. It was bad. Um, and I didn't say a thing. I didn't tell you 
till later. No, you just you just sat there and ate the noodles because I saw how stressed out you were. Oh my I God. saw you take a, Gigi brought up something. You just took, I had never seen you this stressed out. You, <laughs> you closed your eyes, took a deep breath, <laughs> deep sigh, leaned your head back. And it looked like you were about to say something really awful to this girl. It was just a big sigh. But it was just a big sigh. Yeah. And, but I had seen that look on mother's faces before. <laughs> you recognized it and you yeah. were like, oh, I'm and it didn't look good, but you can't, but you, you cooked a bad meal. Yeah. That's a bad meal. I've had other meals since. <laughs> They've been great. It's okay. So, so number two, be feminine. Long hair, makeup, and nails, etc. But again, to the, <laughs> again, you're very feminine. You might not be like. You might not. Do a bunch. Of, if you if you could afford to, you probably would do a bunch of extra bougie stuff. And I've noticed I, I said bougie. So. What I, notice I said bougie because like I feel like that's the idea. You you're very. It's obvious you're a woman. I like you're very feminine. It's yeah. obvious you're a woman. That's, but I don't think I don't think like like his standards. His like, standard. Like this like 1950s. And I don't want to be. I should also probably Let, clarify. I want you. I want, I you, to fi- I want you to finish this to list. Be. So I, I want you to finish the list so I can. Yeah, but this I guy's like this guy's standards of of beauty because i've seen pictures of yeah go ahead finish okay. finish this whole list go ahead and go through the whole right. list and then we'll talk on all of them okay don't nag him over trivial things i think this is just a guy who uh doesn't want to hear about his shortcomings he's a little insecure okay be, go ahead all right uh, be debt free <laughs> keep going finish <laughs> i want you to finish don't be a single mom have i talked about my three kids we t- and go ahead um, and know how to please him in bed. All right. Now that you said that, can I, and I know you're upset about all these, but can I just say, first off, I'm glad we didn't say this guy's name. Don't even give him that. Yeah. Cause this guy with this, he's trying to be that change. My, he's the guy at the coffee. He's the guy at the table the with the coffee. The, he's the change. He's trying to be the change my mind guy. First off one, that's number one. That's what he's doing. He's looking, he's trolling and looking for attention Two, you're a, we I we I said we wouldn't talk about music, but we're we're gonna touch on this stuff because it's obvious. You're a punk rock person. <laughs> Rule number one in punk rock is fuck everybody. I don't give a fuck about anybody's el- else's opinion. Look oh, at I me. I certainly I'm, don't give a fuck about this guy. You, but it, you let it upset you. I was pissed <laughs> off. I'm not I'm not upset because I don't feel, I feel like I, I like like I'm not pissed off because I feel like he's pointing out shortcomings in me. I'm pissed off. That he's like sending this crap into the world, and the other dudes are like, "Yeah, yeah." Again, uh-huh. yeah. again, like I said, he's the change my mind guy. And, and like, and my, my the other part to this is, this guy probably hadn't had a date. I'm trying to be polite in the way I'm saying this. Uh-huh. I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it PG-13 <laughs> at least. And but people know what I'm saying. This man has not been near a woman. In a very very long time. I think it sounds like like six ways to to he, not he is to not, piss off a lady. He has not been near a woman at any point. And I'm quite sure I haven't even looked because I didn't want to give this guy too much attention. I don't even want to. I didn't like that a click even matters on Twitter. No. You know, it's more likes. But I'm quite sure if you looked at a picture of this guy, he hadn't seen a gym in forever. He is probably he's bald. I'll tell you that. He got, that's what I'm saying. Like he's got all like. He does not look like anything off a runway. Why would you, why are we giving that guy who had who probably has nothing going for him 
except this post. This this was probably the highlight of his day. Getting the likes and the retweets was the highlight of his day. What? I I don't know. I think maybe um, if he has so many complaints about the ladies in his lives, it might be that they're just not trying to keep him around. So that's why I was like, when you said, I'm like, why is she mad? (laughs) Because, I mean, like, remember, remember I told, like, when I was, I was a dumb kid in high school. Mm -hmm. I was a dumb kid. Me and my, me and, I can't remember who it was I was sitting next to in class, but we figured out something and we did this dumb thing. Notice again, I stressed, I was a dumb kid in high school. Here's what not to do, guys. I would, like, me and, me and a friend of mine were like, hey, watch this, watch this. And we went up to girls and go, I wouldn't date you. And then the girl's like, why, why? And then it, we went through, a, uh, we, t- we said this to a lot of girls. And this one girl, we said Just this. me. Yeah, we're being dumb again. Dumb kid. <laughs> I stress that a lot. But we, we happened to say this to this one girl. And this girl's like, she looked at us with, the co- with so much confidence and said, good. <laughs> and that's, to me, that should be your reaction. Well, date you anyway. Yeah, that should be your reaction to this guy. Like, why give, if you don't, if you getting mad gives him that power. If you don't give it to him right. and you scroll past, like you can even hit block. That's the the magic of social media. And if a bunch of other women go like, look at his like block, then he still go struggle without pussy. Fuck it. <laughs> he go struggle on, no pussy. He be pussyless. And why give him that? If you, if you, you giving power to that. All right. You so. know, you could have found something on Wheel of Time to give more energy to and be excited about. Oh, I'm sure I did. So, you know, like that's, you know, I, I've, I don't, it, it, like, I guess with, for me, like, that's the thing I've been realizing, like, you know, like a, as a younger kid, you're frustrated because you're like, oh, this band is popular, this thing. And you realize later on, like, why am I giving energy to a band I don't like or a sound or a style? Like even hip hop, I don't like trap or yeah. I don't like any of that stuff. But at the same time, I'm not complaining about those kids. Let them let them cook. I know there's a whole underground of hip hop I like. So why give energy? It, it sucks that there. And I, I get where you're going. It sucks that there are a bunch of women, a bunch of guys that are gonna you know be like Al Bundy in 2000, like Al Bundy in the 90s, the He Man Women Haters Club. <laughs> You know, or whatever. And I think that was the Little Rascals, actually. That was, yeah, no, Little the Little Rascals. Rascals. I'm old. So. <laughs> not that old, though. But, yeah, I, but I happen to see the shit, unfortunately. But You're, you're not Little Rascals old. No, I'm not. I did happen to, I happen <laughs> to see reruns. Um, but, you know, like, that's, that's who that guy's came. And it can be dangerous that people have that mentality. But at the same time, you know, it's like for this, in, Every I I don't want to say every not every man I don't want to say not every man God damn it but <laughs> we like to let's put it this we like to think that every man isn't this way that thinks that like this is what you know like this is some 1950s shit you would hope so you know we obviously not anymore but there there were times in the not too distant past that I was on dating sites and. It was annoying because you would get this freaking feedback, you know, like, oh, you'd be hotter if you'd lose weight, or what? oh, you'd be. Why is your hair so short? You'd be hotter if you grew it out. I don't know. I like, but, like, and it's dumb. And see, here's the funny part about. It. I was gonna say I was on dating sites as well, and this is just me. I'm not gonna do that. Not every guy thing, but I'm just saying for me myself. If that's why the you can just swipe left. It's been a while. You just swipe left and keep it moving. 
you not attracted, move it, swipe. And they could have. Swipe they with a finger, and you could have not. But said it's so anything. much more satisfying to them to be able to like pick you apart. And <laughs> and, and again, like I realized, like one of the things that was always empowering about punk rock to me was that I no longer had to give a fuck about what anybody ever said or thought about me, and especially if I don't know you, I love you, or you're not a relative. And even some of my relatives can just, you know, how I feel. You see how I feel about certain families. Like, they can get it, too. So, it, it, you know, like, we can't give power to that. Right. That, you know, like, you see it and go, if anything, you should have them jokes like, ha, 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 he ain't getting no pussy. And you just keep it, <laughs> that, 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 yeah. that could be the idea. Like, here go another sad, you know dickless fucker here it's true that <laughs> well and, uh, and so part of it is not it's not, it's not even like because i've you know i i kind of developed a thick skin a long time ago because i was never um i think whatever that like stereotypical you know idea of what a woman is supposed to be or look like you know like and i had come to terms with that a whole long time ago so it never really bothered me but i think it just bothered me that i just knew that they were out there because if they're doing it to me they're doing it to other women and those women may not have as thick of a skin to deal with it, you know? And it's, it's just it's just annoying that, you know, like if I like a certain thing, you know, say say I, I have taste and, and my tastes go this way, the presumptiveness to, to go on to some platform and suggest that every man everywhere needs to follow these exact guidelines because no woman anywhere would want you unless you followed these exact guidelines but just so happens to be the exact guidelines of what i like that's ridiculous i've seen that maybe like i was gonna say you might not be in the land of black twitter there's there's that too on that to a fault but at the same time the reaction goes back you just see the back and forth of black (laughs) twitter like men and women and back and forth on that like they go it is funny it to me it's all funny and i watch the back and forth on that like the 200 hundred dollar date and like these women ain't shit and these men ain't shit. It goes back and forth on Black Twitter, and it's hilarious. I'm not plugged into Black Twitter. Yeah, it, it, but that's. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on. I'm on woke Twitter, <laughs> and I'm on nerd Twitter. There's some. I don't. I don't. And I'm on slutty Twitter. I think like there's, all I get is just like some of the black like. I wanted to connect more with punks and stuff, but it never really worked out that way on Twitter for me. Oh, so I get more of the there's, ignorance. There's, I get, no, there's no punk Twitter? There is, I guess. But it's, I feel like there's more Instagram and Facebook because, you know, you can promote bands and stuff. And there might be, but I don't, I'm not really that plugged into it. But then again, these days I'm not that plugged into so Like I, I have a very low Twitter following anyway, and I only follow so many people. And so maybe that's my, you know, Instagram. Same, well, no, Instagram, I... Not, you, you do well on Instagram. I don't think so. Like, there are people that are doing the thousands. I'm still yeah. in the hundreds. And that's not much, to be honest. I mean, to <laughs> me, it seems like a lot to me because most of the people I've friended or I follow or whatever on Facebook yeah. and Instagram, I, I I feel like I've maybe met once in my life at least or you know somebody I know. It's right. not just I'm like all random ass no strangers yeah i would like to feel like i know you i've met you i bumped into you at a show but most of your and i don't know what the secret is because i'm i'm not a social media whiz but it seems like most of your interactions is is like my band's doing a thing yeah my band's doing a thing that happens i mean before like yeah i guess that those have been a thing but before i did you know like like what 27 yeah 2017 before i was doing anything still yeah. Still, do, depending on what I posted or whatever, 
So. Well, maybe but, maybe one day this will take off, and then you'll get to post stuff. And then it. this is what we do for a living, man. What? I, if we could, if and this is a great transition into what I want to. Talk oh yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Let's talk about you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've said my piece. Yeah, what do no, you have to say? I, I was just we we talked once. Remember, hmm. I felt like I needed to maintain a secret identity Ooh, at work. Yeah, yeah. Compared to, I needed to be work noble because. Mm-hmm. I've worked corporate jobs. I've had three corporate jobs. I'm on my third corporate job now. And I don't really want to give the companies any kind of whatever. If you know me in real life, you know what I'm doing. But I'm on my third corporate job. And in the first one, I was way out there. Somebody like once, Joey pointed out there was a shirt. He, when he first, Joey Cortez, when he said, uh, when he, he was talking about when he first saw me and I was in a band, I had on a t-shirt that said, Christianity is stupid. <laughs> And you wore that to work? I wore that to work. Oh, my. For a corporation. Because I worked in a warehouse. So yeah. it sh- it sh- you wouldn't think it would have mattered because I was getting dirty in the warehouse. And I didn't think anything. I don't throw on a T-shirt at the time because yeah. it was part of the wardrobe. Yeah. And my manager pulled me to the side because I also had a bad religion shirt with the crossbuster. So you also it, have that on your person. Yeah. So, but at any rate, I, <laughs> I got pulled aside for that. It's like, don't wear this, blah, 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 because my, my manager at the time was very religious. So he didn't want me to wear it. And plus that weighed heavily on any possible progress I could have as far as So like, you, didn't, you didn't advance in that company? I did not. I worked for the company for a very long time and I did not advance. And because I had other outspoken views and I was so outspoken with my views, not just my appearance, because my appearance changed and I kind of calmed down the way I looked at work. Mm-hmm. But my appearance, you're, my you're, appearance changed, but I still lived and thought the same way. Right. And if somebody asked me about those things, I was very outspoken about it anything so i'm deciding next job i'm like all right i'm just gonna do the job you know do the job not you know but still didn't advance too much in that job either because still a little outspoken still i didn't play i didn't play ball well and when i when i mean i play ball i did my job i did what i was paid to do and i did it well yeah but i still wasn't part of you know i didn't you know go out i didn't I guess I wasn't not like like melding in with the company culture or whatever. Well, not know? just company culture, but um, I guess I didn't, you know, like as far as being a not so much a team player because if somebody needed help, with somebody helped. But I don't think like I think the after hours stuff or the that you kind of building thing, relationships. I wasn't building relationships. Okay. I wasn't networking and I wasn't building relationships. I really wasn't doing a lot of that. I go to work and I go home and there was nothing outside of. Okay. So and. People knew what I was into and, you know, whatever, because of, uh, you know, the after work stuff, people knew about it, but I don't feel like it helped. So when okay. I got into a new position in that same company, I just didn't talk at all. Hmm. I How'd that work out for you? Still didn't progress. Okay. <laughs> Matter okay. of fact, pretty much got, got laid off. Okay. Got laid off. <laughs> now I'm in this new company where they kind of welcome this stuff. So they, 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 they attract they, the weirdest. They attract it. They actually, they, you know, they call it the odd duck and they want the odd duck. According to like, like this new uh, CEO or whatever talks about, they, I watched the, you know, the videos that she'll put out. And one of the things like we want the odd duck because they have a different perspective and they offer something to the company. Okay. You know, like a view we wouldn't have had. So that's kind of a welcoming thing. Right. Yeah. But even still, I still don't feel like I can fully say this is who I am this is what I do 
one and I have a little bit I put little things out to say hey I am this you, you dipped know, like, your toe in yeah I'm like you know I'm into these weird things I'm okay. into all these weird activities you know like skateboarding punk rock up where you know like sure dipped in but I still don't feel like I'm like you know, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen my people. Like, I feel like, oh, well, actually, I've seen my people. I haven't connected, at least on my, like, oh, okay. in my department. Okay. Only one other person I want to ask him about music real bad. Oh, okay. Because he's, he's the guy I told you, he asked me if I skated because he saw the no comply stickers. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, like, he wore a Ramon shirt to work. I wanted to go, what are you listening to? That's like, you know, that, the see, the Ramon shirt. It's like, everybody has a Ramon shirt. You can't exactly. tell. Exactly. He's got the Ramon shirt, and I want to go, what else are you listening to? I want to start the conversation. Yeah. I want to have that one, like, what you listening to, man? I've been meaning to ask. All right. But I find it difficult to do. I don't, I don't, yeah. Oh. yeah, you, I mean, I wore a bad brain shirt, and you didn't say not, nothing. Not, not a word. Not Ooh. a word. Yeah. I haven't, I mean, I wore, I wore a Jesus t-shirt. I was like, and one of the managers that there, he he's very Christian, but I don't think he noticed it. I'm surprised, but then again, it did. It wasn't the. It wasn't the. It was the Jesus it was T-shirt. More like it was the subtle. Gray. Yeah, it was yeah, real it was subtle. subtle. You couldn't tell. Well, but. so when I was in class, um, everybody at the first day of class, everybody had to go around and introduce themselves. And this one girl introduces herself, and she says her name, and you're supposed to say something about yourself. You know, there's this cheesy introductions that they do at the beginning of class, you know, whatever. Like, what's your favorite kind of ice cream? Yeah. Whatever. You know, and so she introduces herself, she gives her name, and she was like, and, and I like metal. Metal is life. That's what she said. And I thought it was so funny. It just struck me. I, was, I came home and talked about it. You know, the metal is life girl. And so when it came time to, to find computers, I went and found a computer right next to her. And I was like, so you say you like metal, but that's broad, you know, like it could mean anything. It could be anything. You could, could be, be 80s hair metal. Yeah. It could be black metal. could be death. It could be we, anything. You know, the whole, yeah, right. it could be anything. And I said, so, so um, what about other kinds of, of music? What do you think about punk? What do you think about hardcore? What do you think about this? And she was like, oh, you know, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. And I said, well, what if I invited you to go to a show? Would you go? Is that something that you do? Do you ever go see live music? And she was like, well, maybe. I'd be up for it. There it is. And then she totally came out. You didn't get to meet her. Nah, I was... But she totally came out. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then and then we came to class the next day, and she was like, told the whole class, like, Kristen and I went to a concert. <laughs> she was so excited about it. That's awesome. But I, like, I don't think that she goes to shows very often. But I don't know. See, yeah, I want to take a leap. Yeah, I know. But I, I'll let it, it. I mean, I just started this place. I'm quite sure they'll. Well, it's more nerdy, more, more you know, more nerd than anything, which is kind of cool. I mean, a lot of a lot of people are talking about Pokemon. They're actually, still like <laughs> they still do it. He's. They, I didn't think that was still happening, but I didn't either. Yeah, like that's still happening. People still looking. There's still like it's it's very much. But I think I think it was a craze. Just like anything, something might be a craze, and all of a sudden the diehards and then the total people that are total nerds, and it becomes this yeah cult kind of thing. So like, still like a subculture. Now there's yes. a Pokemon subculture. Yeah. So there's still people out there trying to catch Pokemon, like. My coworker, his he has a pokeball and it vibrates. Oh, that's funny. And when he's when let to let him know that they're Pokemon that out there's to be one. caught. 
Yep, around. And I think when I first started at this company, they were talking about there was a big raid that was supposed to happen, a big thing that was supposed to happen. Where everybody on, was going to go out and On find the campus. Pokemon. On the campus. That's so funny. Yes. A lot of, ma- like, a lot of Magic the Gathering people, a lot of, oh. yeah, a lot of those. Um, if I played the game, I never, I never played, I don't think. No, I didn't. You weren't really a gamer. No, I don't play games. It's um, weird. I don't play video games, really, which is interesting because. Like board the, games? You, you played D&D a little bit, right? A little bit, little bit of D&D. Yeah. Uh, it was something I did in class in 10th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy kind of introduced me. He, he pulled out the dice and we rolled up characters because there was nothing to do in this one class. <laughs> And so we rolled up and I started, and he was DMing and like me and some other people sat around in class and played, you know. And when we didn't have anything to do in class, we would play. And when I moved to Texas, we start playing, you know, like the, we get people to DM and we play, you know, when yeah. we couldn't go skate, we would play D&D. And I don't think I got, we didn't get too heavy. It was more of a fun kind of. It didn't become the way it is now. You weren't like crazy into it. We like hand painting. Yeah, little and it's not like thing. it is now where people get a you know get a table at Dragon's Lair or wherever any of the spots around town. It's a big deal. It was never that for us. It was just like okay, I got this sheet of paper and some dice. Let's go. Okay, so you weren't like building your own no worlds. No. Okay. You, you see how I am with the arts and crafts. Oh. I think you could be taught. <laughs> I think you could be taught. But that was yeah. So me trying to find, I guess. And I, re- you know, I don't get too, a lot of times, like, sometimes it, it would be cool to have that one person to talk to, but the one person I do talk to at work, I don't mind so much, because we actually talk about the job, and it's kind of, it yeah. kind of keeps me on point at work, but it would, once in a while, it would be cool to, like, say, hey, what are you into at work? Once in a while, you always yeah. want that one person, at least one person at work that you can go, like. The, yeah, you can find somebody to connect yeah, with. Yeah, because, like, you know, like, football season will be coming up soon, Ooh. and there will be all of those folks. And I'll just be like, hmm. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that, you know, and so that's when I, you know, like usually get just, you know, I mean, they've done other, they they do have one, one thing they do have it, at least uh, in my department, like my manager does, runs this poker game uh-huh. and he invites everybody out. If I thought I had any kind of poker skills, I would probably go. I have no poker skills. You have no poker skills? I, I know how to play basics. I mean, I can do basic stuff, but I'm not trying to lose money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Maybe we should all play. Yeah. I, I Maybe. I, I never really. You know, I will tell you, Gigi will take all your money. She She's good. I should teach you all how to shoot dice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That'll be fun. So. You got anything else? Anything else? Any I, closing uh, thoughts? Yeah. I, um, I, I, this has been fun. I've enjoyed this. This see, it's fun. See, now you say it. So, <laughs> one more thing on the way out. Um, during Save It for the Breakdown, it's all. It was always funny. I would invite people to come over and like me and the Gersh. We have fun doing it, and. It's a, you know we think it's a fun podcast and we'll invite a guest on and we'll you know it's usually somebody that. I feel like, or even a whole band, because it's, I've had whole bands, and it's, it's somebody I'm truly interested in. I have questions for, you mm-hmm. know, I like your, I like your group, so I like you a lot. You know, like I like what you're doing, so I think I'm excited about it. Like, oh, and you know, I get the house ready once in the blue moon. Maybe I cook something, but I definitely get the house ready, get everything set up, because this is fun for me. To play radio is fun, <laughs> um, 
And, you know, I, I guess I'm assuming people are apprehensive about doing it or being interviewed. Because Probably. after it's all over, it was like, wow, this was fun. Maybe I'm taking it the wrong way. Like, of course it's fucking fun. You get to talk to me and your friend. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Yeah. So, of course, this was fun. You get to play radio. We've always wanted to do that. But we always get like a little anxious, right? Like, you know, like something new comes up, like, oh, I'm going to this person's house and they're going to ask me questions. And you get like apprehensive and nervous and and your brain automatically goes to the worst possible scenario of what it's going to be. Maybe I'm I'm different because I've been asking people questions for a few years now. So you're used to it. I'm used to asking people questions. Most of us are not used to having this microphone in our face. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I've, and and really, to be honest, I haven't done many episodes of that, but comparatively to, a, for the number of years that Gersh and I have done it, um, haven't done it enough, and maybe that's that's probably my fault or whatever, you know, staying consistent, but we'll see how consistent we'll be with this, and I, and just to plug, yes, we're going to do Save It for the Breakdown again at some point, something will come up, see. we'll interview somebody. So, this has been Different World, Same Couch. Yes. I'm Noble. I'm Kristen. And until next time. Just a clue, he was 12 years old.